Welcome, welcome to Sparks of History, where world history and Jewish history meet. We are very, very pleased to have with us today Professor Jonathan Sarna of Brandeis University. Uh, Professor Sarna is the director of the Schusterman Center for Israel Studies. He is the uh, Joseph H. and Bella R. Braun Professor of American Jewish History. Uh, Dr. Sarna has written, edited, edited or co-edited more than 30 books, including the acclaimed American Judaism, a History, uh, which was the winner of the Jewish Book Council's Jewish Book of the Year Award in 2004. And today um, we will be discussing Dr. Sarna's and uh, Mr. Chappelle's uh, Lincoln and the Jews, um, an absolutely uh, wonderful, wonderful book that you can just keep picking up over and over again and just browsing through it and reading it. It's just like nugget after nugget. And we're going to try to squeeze in when General Grant expelled uh, the Jews um, in its own right. Just a, a, a page turner. I was, I was just so fascinated uh, opening it up. And I just, I think I read it in basically one sitting. Um, and the books are available, certainly this book on Amazon, where I purchased it from, and, and please feel free to go on and, and purchase the book. It's really a, a worthwhile purchase. Um, so just, just to get started, uh, Dr. Sarna, a little bit about your background and how you became interested in Lincoln and the Jews. Um, uh... Anyone who works in American Jewish history um, knows about uh, Ulysses S. Grant's order, General Orders Number 11, expelling Jews from his war zone. And when I was writing uh, the section on that episode, in my book, American Judaism, which was a big history of American Judaism. And I went through the materials. I said, you know, this deserves a, a book. And then uh, I was indeed invited to do the book. The Grant book actually came first. That's okay. why I'm telling that story. Okay. I was invited to write a little book uh, in the next book series on um, uh, Grant expelling the Jews. And um, as an author is wont to do, I gave various lectures and I gave a big lecture in New York on that subject. And after the lecture was concluded, a man came up to me and introduced himself as Benjamin Chappelle, I, of course, uh, knew the famous school and knew the name. And he said, I, you know, I have uh, a, a large collection uh, dealing with Lincoln and the Jews. I'd love to talk to you about it. So I said, I, I'd certainly love to hear about it, but I have a plane to catch. He said, no problem. I'll come up to Brandeis and speak with you. And so it was. He came up and described to me um, not only his own collection, but 
some of what he had learned. Uh, ben Chappelle is uh, a scholar, really, in terms of spending a lot of time on research. And as I looked into it, I said, yes, it's true. There are thousands of books on Abraham Lincoln. But amazingly, this aspect of Lincoln is not known. And I, I said further, this material that Ben Chappelle owns, this isn't known even by scholars because not in an archive. And it's very important to make it available. And since they're not, that many people who've worked in the 19th century and knew the Civil War. So uh, uh, I, I guess I was elected and um, uh, I hadn't quite planned on it uh, so quickly because we decided <clears throat> that a book on Lincoln and the Jews, we wanted it to come out in terms of the anniversary, time, time for the anniversary of assassination and so on. Uh, anyway, um, that's how I got involved in that subject. What are, what are some of the examples of personal relationships that Lincoln had with Jews or the Jewish community in his pre-presidential years? Um, he's not an East Coaster. He's out, you know, in, in you know, Kentucky, Illinois. Um, what were those relationships all about? So it's, uh, we, we have at the beginning of the book um, a, a chart, really, which um, uh, the Chappelle's created. Um, and it shows all of the many Jews with whom Lincoln interacted. It would be impossible, I think, to find an, a, an earlier president who interacted with so many. That said, when you actually look in Kentucky, I think that he mostly knew Jews from the Bible. Lincoln knew his Bible. That may well have been the only book in his parental home. Um, and one of the things we realized in working through the material was how often uh, a sentence of Lincoln, even a remark, really linked back to some biblical verse. Often modern historians don't know their Bible so well, miss those allusions. And we tried hard to bring them in, but I don't, I think he gets to know Jews in Illinois. Um, Illinois, has Jews. First, you had the Jewish merchants and um, uh, all pretty well all of the clothing merchant clothing merchants in in Springfield area were Jews. But most importantly, um, uh, uh, Lincoln um, becomes really friendly uh, with. Uh, a fellow attorney, remember, um, uh, who's also, he becomes a kind of political advisor. Both of them are interested in politics 
and also um, and 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 also the law, and I think the more he got to know Jews in normal interactions, the more that allowed him to make the jump from the mythical Jew that he read about in the Bible, mythical in the sense that uh, he had never met such a person, it was in his imagination, to the Jew next door. Oh, uh, uh, we, we fought cases together. He advised me on um, uh, you know, how to run. He um, hosted a, one of the Lincoln-Douglas debates. That kind of Jew um, is a flesh and blood. How, how did he view Judaism as opposed to Jews? Um, you know, it's um, hard to know. Lincoln is one of those figures who was deeply religious and actually the Civil War greatly uh, enhances his sense of the spiritual and of divine purpose. Just read his second inaugural, it's a kind of sermon. But it's not clear that he is deeply Christian. Um, and the fact that he knows Jews allows him to think of an America that, to use a contemporary word, is more religiously diverse and pluralistic. Um, we don't often remember when we use the term that it was Lincoln who introduced the term that we say in the Pledge of Allegiance, this nation under God. It's in the Gettysburg Address. But just compare what Lincoln said in that very brilliant short Gettysburg Address with all the other speeches, especially Edward Everett's endless talk that goes on, Edward Everett turns the Battle of Gettysburg into a Christian event, even though there were quite a few Jews on the battlefield. Lincoln, who knew that there were Jews on the battlefield, um, uh, including you know, those who died, uses the term this nation under God and speaks in an inclusive way. Now, I don't think that was true of an earlier Lincoln. And even in Lincoln's initial public speeches as president, on one occasion, he referred to America in Christian terms. But he seems to have taken to heart uh, criticisms uh, when he did that. And as he proceeds, he's much more careful to um, a use broad, inclusive language. Uh, and of course, Lincoln also had many ties 
where groups, I guess we today call them progressives, uh, the, the anti-slavery activists and, and so-called 48ers, meaning liberals who had fought in the 1848 revolution, many of them Jews too, who came to America, who didn't have deep religious engagement, uh, their religion was a kind of social activism, social justice religion. And he had a lot of ties there. Um, uh, so, I mean, actually, uh, the, the family of Louis Brandeis and the Dembitzes there, uh, some of the Dembitzes, they would be part of, uh, of that crowd um, as well. And there are many others whom we talked about in the book. And so Lincoln, uh, I think, is open to them.